Welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. Welcome to uh, Fish Hunt Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan, and we have this special co-host guest today. We have uh, an old friend who's one of the. He just said that you have, you've been an Orvis uh, certified um, instructor or guide for twenty years. Yeah, pushing twenty. I think it's seventeen or eighteen years. I've been with Orvis as a. Yeah, endorsed guide, uh, fly fishing instructor. I helped him uh, develop the Helios rod, which is amazing. And mm. uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna have uh, Pete Cutzer on the line in a few minutes, so you guys can swap some stories. But how yeah. could you been there for twenty years if you're only thirty? <laughs> I wish I was only thirty. Well, it looks like it to me. <laughs> you're still a, still just a kid, anyway. And uh, uh, Jason's got an interesting job. He runs a uh, vineyard when he's not fishing. And he had a good friend that bought this vineyard ranch, and and, and uh, he has absolute faith in Jason. He says, I want you to run the uh, the vineyard for me. And Jason goes, I don't know how to do that. And he says, well, you better learn. <laughs> <laughs> I focus on fishing and wine. Yeah, there you go. Not a bad deal. But uh, you got a couple of trout ponds up on the up on the the, the vineyard and beautiful place. Uh, do you guys do events or anything there that people come and visit? Yeah, we do weddings and I offer up day use. So a lot of my clients come there and do some fly fishing and some casting instruction and things like that. Is there a way to get in touch with you to do that? Yeah, my website breakwatertours.com. dot com. Okay, breakwater. and that okay. lists everything. Alrighty. Well, if you if you want a special experience, whether it's a family get together or a wedding or something, I can't think of a better place. Beautiful, beautiful, and beautiful accommodations. You get your own private lake. Which, what else do you want? But uh, anyway, um, we're going to have to head to a break in just a couple of minutes. And also, I want to mention our trip in uh, um, July to Clover Pass. Check in with that. A deal you cannot even believe. We'll try and mention it later. You're listening to, uh, <coughs> excuse me, Fish Hunt Talk Radio and go to fish, um, fishwrapradio.com. We'll be right back. The Soft Science footbed absorbs the shock of pounding waves, engine vibration, and even rocky terrain. Soft Science shoes are roomy and relaxed, and they drain and dry quickly. Check out the Soft Science Fin fishing shoes and boots and the Fin H2O for kayaking and canoeing. They're lightweight, slip-resistant, and won't mark your deck. See the new styles for men and women, and get your pair on at SoftScience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. With a long pedigree, the Snowbee brand today offers the very best equipment modern technology can provide. Started in Europe, Snowbee is now providing quality fly fishing gear in the USA. Waders, clothing, rods, reels, fly lines, bags, and innovative new accessories. Enjoy your sport and leisure time more than ever. The affordable value of Snowbee makes it available to everyone. Go to snowbee-usa.com. 
Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we have a co-host today, which is, well, that's called Jason the Host. Jason Grupp is on the line with us, and one of the reasons I wanted to have Jason come on is our guest is Pete Kutzler. And Pete, can you tell us real quick what you do for a living? Sure. So my name is Pete Kutzer, and I'm a fly fishing instructor, and I manage the endorsed operations program for the Orbis Company for the eastern half of the U.S. Oh, eastern half. Okay. Well, we've got uh, someone on the line that wants to talk to you. Okay. Um, Jason, hey, tell Pete, us. Hey, Pete, how you doing? Good, good. How are you? Good, good. I've been an endorsed guide on the West Coast for about 17 or 18 years now. Oh, great. So you know Tom Evenson real well, I'm sure. I do. I've, I've taken him fishing a few times. Great. <laughs> Tom's a good guy. All right. He's well, a great guy. Um, I'm going to go get some coffee. You guys can talk. Let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's see if we can get people some ideas about uh, your uh, schools, your trips, and what is a you know, certified uh, instructor and you know what? What? What Orvis is all about? Obviously, you guys are the biggest and the best. But uh, Jason, why don't you guys just talk about Orvis? Yeah, what sure. type of uh, you know guides do you mostly run over there? Is it mostly the trout fishing, or are you guys doing some saltwater stuff as well? So for the endorsement program, we actually have a whole host of different operations that we work with all over the country, all over the world, actually. In fact, we have endorsed operations in South America, in Central America, in Mongolia. Um, but the ones I work with on the eastern half of the U.S., they, uh, it's a mix. I mean, I, I work with folks all the way up into Canada uh, that are Atlantic salmon or brook trout uh, fishing guides, all the way down into the Florida Keys uh, for tarpon bonefish permit. Um, up into the Midwest, you know, some musky guides. I was actually out musky fishing just a week ago, um, having some fun up in Minnesota, or actually we were in Wisconsin. And then, uh, and I head down to uh, the Florida Keys actually uh, tomorrow. So now, uh, so I- for, the, for the folks who aren't, uh, you know, aware of what an endorsed guide is, what Orvis has created is a program of the best of the best. And you can go to Orvis and look at the endorsed operations throughout our country, throughout the world, and you know this is a legit guide. They're the best of the best. They've been researched. You know you're going to get a good trip out of this uh, this program. And what Orvis has created has really helped all the guides around our country to be known and given people a, an avenue to look at and figure out where the best fishing trips are. Is that kind of a good way to explain it, Pete? Absolutely. When we look at an endorsed operation, we kind of look at a, a couple different, uh, couple different avenues or, or, or elements, if you will, of that operation. So we're looking at, you know, the facility, you know, and when it comes to an independent guide, uh, you know, we're looking at their boat, we're looking at their vehicle. Um, you know, we don't require any vintage or, or maker model vehicle or boat, but we want to make sure that it's clean, it's safe, it's in great operating condition. Uh, and so that's what we're looking at for the facility. For the people, I mean, basically, do you want to spend a day with this person? We're not going to endorse anybody who's a jerk. We want to make sure they're good people, you know, they can get along well, they can teach really well, um, and they're just somebody who's a lot of fun to spend a day with. We also then look at uh, the, the fishery that they're on. One, we don't want to oversaturate a particular fishery with endorsed guides, so we're trying to pick the best guides that we partner with. Um, on a particular fishery, you know, we want to kind of protect and conserve, you know, these nat- this natural resource that we all care so much about. And so it wouldn't be in our best interest and in our partner's best interest if we had 20 or 30 or so endorsed operations on one particular watershed. So we want to work with the best. Uh, we want to work with the ones that have the best reviews. Uh, we want to work with the ones that work with their customers the best. Uh, you know, they get the best, like I said, customer reviews. They, uh, they do a great job, maybe uh, great peer reviews as well. You know, when, when we work with an operation, we want to hear from, uh, from customers and from folks in the industry that this is an operation that really, really is worth kind of getting behind uh, for, the, for the Orbis endorsement. And then finally, for the endorsement side of things, we look at their current marketing, um, what they do, how they promote themselves, either on social media or, uh, or in, uh, you know, how they communicate with their customers. When a customer says, hey, I want to go fishing, what does that process look there? And then we see if we can't help them out, what we can do to kind of really um, help get them more customers and kind of grow their operation. 
Sure. You know, you guys also really help keep the best and, you know, most updated fly fishing gear on the market in the guide's hands. And you have given us a, a great way to keep our gear updated, new rods yearly, so you know that these guides have the best gear on the water as well. Yeah, yeah, we, we have a great uh, great incentive program, um, you know, for, for the guides. Uh, we want them to have the best gear possible because we want them to put that best gear in their customer's hands or in their clients' hands. Um, and, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully the customers will turn around and say, you know what, I really like that rod I was using. I want to go get one of those. And, and that's kind of the, the, the goal is to hopefully, uh, you know, get more and more people excited about fishing and, and fishing with, uh, with great equipment. Yeah, you know, I was part of the program uh, when the Helios rod was developed. I was lucky enough to be part of that. And oh, nice. Watching, yeah, watching what Orvis did to develop that rod and continuing to develop that rod was amazing. And, you know, I, I hands down can say that that's, you know, the best fly rod on the market. I've tried them all. And that Helios is just, uh, you know, it's so accurate and so powerful and so light. And, you know, we're putting these rods up against giant tarpon, permit, bonefish, down to, you know, small brook trout in a spring creek, and that rod just continues to perform. Fantastic. Oh, well, well thank you. I appreciate that. I've been uh, really lucky to uh, help out with the, uh, the development of some of the rods with, uh, you know, brilliant guys like Sean Combs. He's a rod developer. I mean, the guy is, is, is incredible. And then, uh, you know, Jim LePage, Steve Hemkins, uh, Bill Reese. You know, there's a whole cast of characters, you know, obviously the Perkins, Dave and Perk and Simon and Charlie, all those guys. And, and I've been fortunate enough to be able to help with them on some of the approval uh, processes for these rods. And so it's it's now getting pretty tough when we had a rod as good as the Helios. And now we have the third iteration with the Helios 3 out now. It's really tough to kind of pick apart because that rod was so good when we come out with something, you know, better or, or uh, change some technology on it to try and improve the rod. You know, for example, with the Helios 3, we really kind of focused on accuracy. You know, that is the most important aspect in fly fishing. You've got to be able to put the fly where the fish are. And, uh, and it was tough, i got to say, uh, working with some of these new rods. But I can confidently uh, say that this is, without a doubt, the most accurate fly rod in the world. It's, yeah. it's really, really fun to fish, um, and, it, and it makes the cast almost, you know, you don't even have to think about it. It just kind of goes where you want it to go, which... Which is a little bit of an unfair advantage, I think, against uh, some of the go. fish. Uh, Pete, can I can I jump in just for a second? A couple of questions. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. If you could mention your schools that you have all over the country, and absolutely. Apparent, apparently, you sell gear. Uh, yes. So. Yeah, we <laughs> we do have equipment. Okay. Our yes, we yeah. Do. So if you could just kind of mention, and if somebody. You know, doesn't want to travel a, a long ways and do a long trip, but they weren't yeah. weren't about fly fishing. Can you talk about that for a second? Absolutely. So we have, uh, and, and I could have the number wrong, and I apologize if I do, but I want to say we have about 15 different school locations across the country. Um, and these are one- and two-day school uh, operations. And we also have a great program called uh, Fly Fishing 101 that we offer at almost all of our dealers, um, so Orvis authorized dealers and our retail stores where you can come learn the basics of fly fishing, um, not tying and rigging um, uh, for free. Uh, It's a great two-hour program, but then with our schools, we do one, two-day programs. We also, uh, I I work with uh, very closely what we call our specialty school programs. And these specialty school programs, uh, you can see all of them online. If you go to orvis.com backslash schools, you can see all the different offerings that we have. Um, But some of our specialty schools range from saltwater fishing in the tropics to trout fishing in in the northeast or in the northwest or, or okay. anywhere in the in the west. Uh, Pete, great Pete real quick, because we got, we got less than a minute. Uh, just a couple of quick questions. Uh, first sure. of all, if someone wants to go fishing in a particular area, then they yep. go to your site and you'd find a guide for them? Is yep. that how it works? And then also... Um, the I want to get some contact information, whether for you or for, you know, where the people go to find out more about Orvis. Absolutely. If you go to orvis.com backslash adventures, you can see all our fishing opportunities around the world. And if you're interested in a school, go to orvis.com backslash schools, and you'll get to see all our school operations mm-hmm. all across the country. Fantastic. So you're going to send me one of those rods? <laughs> we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that. I'll, I'll just—that's right. I'll just uh, 
use Jason's. Anyway, uh, we're going we're to be wrapping this up. You know what, uh, Pete? You did great for a 10-minute segment. If you don't mind, we're going to bring you on some more because we've got a lot to cover. Very exciting. And it, 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 fly fishing is exploding sport, and um, even in salt water. So anyway, we got to go. You're listening to uh, Fish Hunt Talk. We'll be back. Pete, I uh, appreciate you coming on. Hang on for a second. Passionate sports fishermen who value first-class fishing experiences paired with personalized service and amenities. All-inclusive Salmon Falls Fishing Resort on the Inland Passage reinvents the Ketchikan fishing getaway. Guests enjoy exceptional gourmet cuisine, superior fishing excursions, fully guided charter or self-guided in center console boats accommodating three anglers, updated guest rooms, and suites. On-site fishing processing to clean, freeze, and pack your catch. Rooms range from log cabin rustic to modern. Our 52 rooms offer the ultimate in comfort after a long day of sightseeing, fishing, and exploring Ketchikan. Non-anglers love Salmon Falls, too. Shopping along Creek Street, kayaking, hiking, whale watching, or gathering around our fire pits with a hot beverage. All at prices less than expected. Just pull up Salmon Falls Resort in your search engine. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos del Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at V-A-G-A-B-U-N-D-O-S dot com or call 800-474-BAJA. With a long pedigree, the snow Snowbee brand today offers the very best equipment modern technology can provide. Started in Europe, Snowbee is now providing quality fly fishing gear in the USA. Waders, clothing, rods, reels, fly lines, bags, and innovative new accessories. Enjoy your sport and leisure time more than ever. The affordable value of Snowbee makes it available to everyone. Go to snowbee-usa.com. A full-surface fly shop. His and her fly fishing offers FFI certified international fly fishing instructor and guide service with Frank Selby. Listen to Frank as host of fishhunttalkradio.com or listen live Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific time on Sirius XM Radio Channel 211. Custom flies are handmade to, to your order in-house in Newport Beach. Fishing in Mexico, Belize, Florida, or the Rockies, Frank and the staff will deliver exactly what you need. Flies and gear. Google his and her fly fishing. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and our co-host Jason Grupp is uh, helping out today as Frank's uh, doing something else, I guess. But anyway, right now coming up, we have uh, Frank Addington, a.k.a. the Aspirin Buster. And <laughs> Jason, you're going to love this. Well, welcome, Frank, and tell us about, uh, about why you are called the Aspirin Buster. Howdy, how y'all doing out there? Fantastic. Well, great. It's a beautiful day in Texas. A little cooler than I like, but the rut, the rut is on. The whitetails are running everywhere. And uh, the Aspen Buster thing is, uh, you know, they call the show Frank Addington's Amazing Archery. But somebody gave me a nickname one time at a show called the Aspen Buster, and it kind of stuck. That's what, but the finale of my 20, 25-minute show is a baby aspirin tossed in the air and I go behind the back and, and blast the thing, you know, with an arrow. We've done mustard seeds. I've done three baby aspirin, three arrows. <laughs> We've done different things. And, you know, it's just, and what's funny, everybody thinks they're coming to the show to see this accuracy, right? But they get a little Gene Autry, Rory Rogers moral message 
along with the entertainment because I don't just entertain them and wow them with the archery skills. That gets their attention. But then these kids hone in on me like you wouldn't believe. And I, while I've got their attention, I say, hey, guys and gals, I'm 52 years old. I'm drug-free. I've never smoked, snorted, sniffed, inhaled, exhaled drugs of any kind. And the reason is my parents engaged me in the outdoors at an early age, age four. By the time I was 12, I was avidly bow hunting and fishing and hiking and camping and, you know, turn off those computers, turn off the video games, and spend some time with your family outdoors. So they get that message along with the entertainment, the, mm-hmm. you know, the shooting. Well, it says uh, put down the uh, Xbox and pick up the tackle box. Yeah, that's a good one. I've never heard that. Great. But uh, anyway, uh, if you wouldn't mind, Frank, you mentioned it to me one time, and, you know, it it dawned on me, you go, yeah, because there's no possible way you're going to cite in an aspirin that's been thrown in the air. So how do you do it? Well, you know, if I handed you a rock and said, I want you to hit that stop sign, and I'll pay you 20 bucks if you can hit it. You may not hit it that first throw, but I guarantee you, for 20 bucks a rock, you're going to figure out pretty quick how to make that rock strike the target. And, you know, what's amazing is you're not going to weigh the rock. You're not going to, you know, we as humans tend to over uh, study things. No, you're going to pick up the rock and you're going to toss it. And your brain is smart enough to do all that for you. It knows approximate weight, it knows the trajectory, the angle. You may miss one or two, but chances are within a few, you're going to be hitting that sign. Bam, bam, bam. Football, you know, quarterback has a, a ball. There's no sight on that ball. That receiver is running down the field. He's also with peripheral vision watching those guys that want to tackle him. And that quarterback hits that receiver, and he can't throw to where the receiver is. He has to project in his brain, okay, that guy's running at this angle, at this speed. So by the time the ball gets there, he's going to be there, and he throws. I'm doing the same thing with that baby aspirin. That baby aspirin, I, I let the person throw it a couple times. I always use a different thrower, so we're not accused of being trick shots or trick shooter. I don't like that word, exhibition shooter, maybe. So they throw the pill, and my brain watches it, and then I go behind the back. I can't see the bow, can't see the arrow. Draw the bow and pow, hit the pill. And, you know, it... It's God-given. We all have that ability. I'm not superhuman. Now, I do have great eyes. My eyes are 20 over 8. But it's something that, uh, you know, I think all of us have some instinctive ability. I call it instinctive shooting. Mm-hmm. What, what type of uh, bow are you using? Is this a, a recurve, what a type of, what bow, type of what? compound? Bow. What kind of bow are you using? Oh, I'm using a Hoyt recurve bow. Recurve. Yep, I use a recurve. I've done it with a long bow, and, and of course, not behind the back, but I've done it shooting regular with a compound, and it's not much different. The compound, it's too much it's too much feet per second to go into a Civic Center and start doing shows with a compound. Uh, the recurve, I have a net system, catches the arrows, it's fully safe, and that way I can perform in, in a lot of places, a lot of places. Matter of fact, um, don't be surprised if we don't do some appearances. Uh, the Trump campaign has asked that I maybe do some oh, really? speaking. And, wow. Yeah, we're going to do a few things next year for the Trump campaign, and, and that's exciting to put archery onto that level. That's kind of cool. And, you know, besides, well, let me think about this for a minute. So basically, it's you are not aiming, you're visualizing. And then your 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 body and your muscles, um, they just take over instinctively. Does that sound about right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's all instinctive. It's, now, having said that, it is a short range method of shooting, so it is effective hunting. I can go deer hunting with a bow, but I'm limited shooting the style I shoot, which is no sight, no aiming device. I'm limited to twenty, thirty yards and under. Now, these guys with the sight and the release and the equipment. A bow is accurate now. You know, it's not unheard of to take deer at 40, 50 yards further and big game like elk even further with a bow. You know, and they're very accurate. But the style shooting I do, 
you're looking at a target, you're drawing the bow, and you're letting it go. It's, some people in the old days called it snap shooting, uh, reflex shooting, instinctive shooting. It's basically I'm looking at a spot, and I'm letting the arrow fly. The brain's mm-hmm. doing all the work. Okay, so you just kind of visualize on the target and uh, just let your body uh, um, do what comes natural. Yes, sir. Hmm. Amazing. You know, I, I worked a fishing show one time where they had a girl that did a handstand and shot the bow with her feet. <laughs> oh. And, that was uh, really a supernova. Yeah, she wasn't bad to look at her. Are you as good looking as she is? <laughs> I, I can barely hear him, but I heard him say... Staying on her hands. That was I did the shows with her at the Fred Hall shows in California, and uh, she was her. I believe Romanian. Her parents were uh, circus or vaudeville entertainers, and she was quite an archer. Uh, she did. She shot with both feet. You know, she'd stand on her hands and draw with hold the bow with one foot, draw with another, and uh, and then I had to follow that. She would perform, <laughs> and then I'd have to come out on stage in my cowboy hat and my cowboy boots you know here i am i'm not i'm 52 i'm not doing any handstands or yeah. shooting but uh, i don't think she's active anymore i think she retired from that but there for about 10 years she did a lot of shows yeah yeah fred hall was the show i saw her at as well yeah what year was that do you remember oh gosh 10 or 12 years ago i'd say it's been a while so i performed i'd say it was about 2005 through eight I did some shows that Lily was at. Lily uh, was the San Diego show and the. I don't Long think Beach. she did the yeah. Cow Palace show he does, but oh. I think she did Long Beach. Yeah. And I well, did he, shows at both of those. Yeah, he just did the Cow Palace for a couple of years. It's just uh, Long Beach. He's got one in Bakersfield now in San Diego. Yeah. Last time we. One of the. Not the last time, but the time before we did Fred Bart uh, Long Beach show, all six LA TV stations videoed us in one day. Wow. It was it was crazy because, you know, when you go throwing baby aspirin up behind the back with a bow, people like are like, what? Yeah. Is there a preferred brand of bow that you like? Well, I've shot Hoyt most of my career. Uh, Fred Bear was a family friend, and my very first show bow was a Fred Bear, a Bear bow. And then I went on Hoyt's Pro Staff in the 80s and shot Hoyt. 90% of my career. I left Hoyt in 03 and came back in 09, but Hoyt has been the bow that I've used 90% of my career, and I absolutely love them. I use the Olympic-style recurve, and then I modify it for what I do. I build a custom rest for it. And uh, I always joke with the audiences, because they're like $1,500, $1,600 You know, and the technology, it's not just a wood limb anymore. It's all this carbon and foam and uh, specialized limbs, and then you've got machined aluminum risers. And if the American Indians would have had those, we'd all still be in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> but special guys fishing has also uh, developed. They've almost all of our sports have been made better by um, technology. But the sad thing is, you know, when I was a kid, you had a fiberglass stick and a string. That was a kid's bow. Yeah. Nowadays, these kids have these amazing bows. The trick is getting them off the video games and getting them outside, getting them to use mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. So would that's you, part would of my you mission. Would you suggest for them life. to start with a recurve? I, I I can barely hear your voice. I apologize. I can we'll barely hear when you talk. Mark will turn it up. Mm-hmm. Oh. Would you uh, Would you suggest that kids start with a recurve bow? Did he say would I start with a recurve? Yes. Would I recommend? Starting? Starting out. Yeah, it, that part it doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, I, I I started both of my sons with a recurve, so that kind of answered your question. But I've seen other kids start with a compound. That that part, what I would do is limit the gadgets at first. In other words, let's get some balloons and put on a bale mm-hmm. of hay in yep. the backyard, wherever your target is, and let's let those kids... Look at well, the balloon, draw uh, the bow, and pop the balloon hey, and figure Frank, it out. Frank, we're, we're just about done. But just a quick comment. If you're into it, uh, they have separate seasons for bows and arrows. And if you're good at it, it would uh, be a great way to take some game. But uh, anyway, we're going to have to give us some contact information, Frank, please. Oh, yes. You can just go to our website, uh, frankaddingtonjr.com. 
Uh, also, there's a public Facebook page. I think it's under either Frank Addington Jr. or Aspirin Buster. Okay. Sounds great. And then uh, uh, have a good time. We'll be getting bringing you back. You're an exciting guy. You are listening to uh, Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com. Listen to the show as many times as you want. And uh, get ready for a trip to Alaska and send me a note. Let me know you're listening. stretches for miles in front of you and with the ram 1500 you'll be able to reach mile after open mile it gets a best in class 25 miles per gallon highway so your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge but by your gauge for achievement and the ram 1500 is the first ever back-to-back motor trend truck of the year guts glory ram see your local ram dealer today for great deals epa estimated 25 mpg highway based on v6 4x2 a full surface fly shop his and her fly fishing offers ffi certified international fly fishing instructor and guide service with frank selby listen to frank as host of fishhunttalkradio.com or listen live saturdays at 9 a.m pacific time on sirius xm radio channel 211 custom flies are handmade to, to your order in house in newport beach fishing in mexico belize florida or the rockies frank and the staff will deliver exactly what you need flies and gear google his and her fly fishing A few years ago, a sailor set out to design a boat shoe that was comfortable and stable, non-skid, and wouldn't mark the decks. Today, these incredibly comfortable shoes are worn by anglers, boaters, professional guides, and charter captains. Go to softscience.com to see more. Soft Science shoes and boots are lightweight and shock-absorbent with just the right level of support. Several styles come in all sizes. Enjoy the Soft Science shoe in the water and out. Check them out at softscience.com. Alaskan RV Butler. Guiding, fishing, hiking, sightseeing, adventure. The Alaskan RV Butler. Like a cruise on wheels in the comfort of an RV. View the wonders of Alaskan interior, streams, ocean, and wildlife. Or fish for the big one, all while pampered by Mike, the Alaskan RV Butler. Mike's inclusive tours serve butter-drenched shellfish and mouth-watering steaks. Mike is your personal chef, chauffeur, guide, and planner. And for the real Alaska, contact MikeRVButler at gmail.com. That's MikeRVButler at gmail.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real fun adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real fun trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and you are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. And uh, we have Jason as a co-host today. Jason, I've got someone that you probably want to talk to. I uh, was just talking to Jason about a trip we've got coming up in July. I believe it's the 12th to the 16th. Uh, Mike, you would know better than that, but it's a Sunday through Thursday. And Correct. These are, well, I'll tell you what. Um, I don't need to be your spokesperson. That's your job. <laughs> Why don't you tell us a little bit about what's included in a trip? Well, I mean, obviously your accommodations and all of your meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner each day. Plus, you know, you, you, you've been up there. You understand that you guys have a key to the dining room. So if there's you're itching for a midnight snack or anything along that line, there's uh, plenty of time. You know, you, you have access to the dining room. You can go in there and help yourself at that time as well. Bar, yeah. We process your whole catch, fillet it, backpack it, freeze it, box it up, get it ready for you to take home. And then you guys will be fishing out of our uh, 20-foot Thunderjet boats. Um, you know, they're aluminum hold with a canvas top and two downriggers, 90-horse uh, engine on the back. Um, great. Great boats for burning around southeast Alaska, and they get you to 
basically anywhere that you want to go, uh, you know, wh- whether you want to go after salmon or halibut or lean cod or rockfish of all species, we got them all right there within just a couple miles of the dock. And you know what? As soon as you put your line, one of the first times I went up there, I was leaving the dock. I think it was by myself. It was in the afternoon. And I was wanting to get put my line out. And I was, wasn't 30 feet from the dock, so I started putting my line out. And... Uh, Bam! I go, what the hell was that? <laughs> Is that that uh, the ocean up there? There's fish everywhere. There's better spots to uh, to fish, and he can help you with those. But I had to make a quick comment. Uh, you said they all have two downriggers. Well, what about mm-hmm. the, what about the boat that I used that lost one downrigger? Well, we had to replace that one. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we, we keep all those, um, you know, maintained. Each night they kind of go through the boats. All the kids on the dock, they clean out the boat and, and go through everything to make sure it's all operating properly. And then they get you back out there uh, first thing the next day. And you can, you, it's your boat, you know, so you can choose to get up right at the crack of dawn and, and hit it. You know, first thing in the morning, or if you want to sleep in a little bit, or come back into the lodge for some lunch, or oh, yeah. pack a lunch and put it on the boat with you, so you don't have to come back. It's all up to you. It's your your day out there. And uh, you know, I haven't really noticed it that much myself. Um, obviously, if you're fishing for halibut, which is something I like to do when I'm up there, uh, the tide mm-hmm. tide's important. But do the salmon have any? Do they respond to the tide at all? You know, I mean, of course they do to, to you know to some degree. A lot of people say that, for instance, the uh, when the tide goes slack, then it allows them kind of an opportunity to spread out and feed right. a little bit. Whereas when the when the tide's running, they are kind of holding tight and, and swimming against the current like they would be if they were in a stream, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But my thing has always been morning bite. If you get out there in the morning when the sun's coming up, uh, that's that's the best time. You know, you get out there early when they're ready for breakfast. Uh, in 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 my opinion, that's when you're going to slam them. But there's been days I got out there early and. Uh, you know, didn't have much of a bite turned on, and then all of a sudden the tide went slack around 9 a.m., and boom, the bite came on. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what I often tell people is if that low tide or high tide, if the slack tide uh, coincides, you know, well with sun up, then that's probably going to be your best bet. Well, I want to uh, have Jason talk to you. Uh, you must, sure. you've, you've never been there, Jason, so you must have a ton of questions. Yeah, you know, are you guys uh, able to chase? You know, different types of salmon. I suppose there's silver, king, pinks. What else are you guys really chasing there? Yeah, well, we've got, I mean, all five species of Pacific salmon come through the area. And, of course, based on what species you want to target, you know, a different time of the year might be better. With this mid-July trip, it's actually a great time for a crossover of all five species. Kind of on the tail end of the king run. Although in the last couple of years, the kings have been... I mean, pretty thick in there all the way through till about the 1st of August. Whereas in the past, usually you start to see that taper off right around the 4th of July or so. Um, we get a summer silver run that kicks in right around the 1st of July and takes us about six weeks. We get a fall silver run um, that kicks in mid-August, third week of August, and goes right up until the 1st of October. Uh Chums are typically early, late June, early July, and pinks are there usually from about the second week of July until about the second week of August in that ballpark. Mm -hmm. Um, So like mid-July, like I said, you can get after all of them. Sockeye, they're there towards the end of July, but uh, as I'm sure you're probably aware, they they don't eat other fish. They eat krill and plankton when they're in the ocean, and so... Getting them on sport tackle is pretty tough when you're out trolling uh, saltwater for for sockeye. You're probably not going to have too much luck. But if you get to a a spawning creek and can get up there above it, you can floss them um, pretty easily from the the shoreline. Well, this is, uh, you know, this is Alaska. So are you limited to certain months that you operate or are you... You know, six months a year, eight months, four months. What are you guys? Uh, how are you guys running that? Well, I mean, we the regulations for kings for the last couple of years have been no retention of kings until mid June. 
And that's the first salmon species that comes through. And so for the most part, that's about when we open is the middle of June. And then that final silver run uh, tapers off right around the 1st of October. And so we're pretty well done for the season at that point. So uh, it's really about a, you know, June, July, August, September sort of a, a, of a season for us. Uh, let me make a, just a couple of quick comments and, uh, along those lines, Jason. Uh, obviously, throughout the year, there's always fish there. But uh, when you take a, the boat that you're self-guided, the regulations are a lot different than taking a charter. A charter, if you go after halibut, you know, there's just a very thin uh, slot limit. And when you're fishing by yourself, you can take six pigs, uh, uh, six silvers, uh, six chum if you want, um, and it, you, know, you can you can you can take a lot of fish if they're there, and fill up a couple of boxes. And, but uh, halibut is something I've had some success with also, and usually by accident. So you can get uh, halibut, uh, primarily silvers and pinks, and if you're lucky, you might get a king. So that's that's pretty much what it's about, right? Uh, uh, does it sound about right, yeah. Michael? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you get, you're allowed six of each salmon species a day except for king salmon. So you could, in theory, take out 24 salmon out of the water each day plus one king. You're probably not going to hit a limit of all, you know, particularly the sockeye. You're probably not going to hit the limit yeah. of those. But um, you probably, you, you know, you, you're real likely to get a limit of pinks on any given day. You are have a real good shot at getting a limit of silvers. On most days, you've got a decent shot of landing two or three chum, and then, you, you know, depending, sometimes you, you'll catch, you know, five or six kings in a day, but only one of them is 28 inches, which is the minimum size that you can keep a king salmon in our area. Uh, another... So, Good. Another quick comment is the limits you're talking about are in possession. So if you go out in the morning and slam them, and now they're in the freezer uh, being packed up, they're not in your possession anymore. Well, not exactly. Um, those are daily limits, so you can take six per day. The possession limit's 12, but once they get uh, processed by us, then they are out of your possession. So mm -hmm. if you took six per day for over the course of five days, you'd be allowed to do that. Yeah. yeah. You can't go get six in the morning and six more at night. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but you can take six a day. Each day that you're there, six silvers a day, six pink a day, six chum a day, each day that you're there. So you have the ability to slam the salmon for sure. And then as far as the halibut goes, John did mention it briefly that, you know, there are different regulations for halibut based on whether you're self-guided or whether you're guided. So if you go out with a guide, you get one halibut per day, and that one's got a reverse slot. So it's got to be 38 inches or shorter or it's got to be 80 inches or larger. So a 38-inch fish is probably somewhere about 25 to 30 pounds. An 80-inch fish is coming up on 300 pounds. More than likely, you're out with a guide. You're going to end up with one fish 38 inches or less. When you go self-guided, you get two per day, and there are no size restrictions on those two fish. So mm -hmm. if you go out and hit two 50-pounders, those are yours to keep. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And uh, let's get some people signed up to go up there. Um, I'd like to get people get in touch with me. Um, I don't even want to tell uh, Michael what we're charging, but uh, <laughs> people will think that uh, that's I what, but anyway. <laughs> the, uh, well, what we're doing is we're putting money into a prize pool. Uh, we're putting $25 per person into a, a fund for the uh, people at the dock. Uh, we're, we're giving some clothing attire away and some prizes, and uh, the entire thing is eighteen seventy-five, and that's four that's nights. And, and it is for Alaska. You're usually talking a thousand dollars a day. Yeah, and, uh, and it's easy to it, get it you. It does get spendy up here for sure. And all you have to do is get to Seattle, and they got a couple of flights a day going to catch again. So it, it's oh, really more than that, there's actually two flights on Delta every day, and then there's five a day on Alaska, like <laughs> seven flights a day. Yeah, it's not that difficult to get to. So anyway, it looks like I'm getting the finger, which is not that finger, just telling me to wave it <laughs> off, and it's time to wrap it up. Clover Pass Resort, Michael Briggs, uh, and Clover Pass Resort is real easy to find on the web. 
And oh, yeah. I'm, I'm getting anxious already. We just got back. So we appreciate that. And then, uh, yeah, we're going to have to wrap this segment up. But uh, don't go away. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio. The soft science footbed absorbs the shock of pounding waves, engine vibration, and even rocky terrain. Soft science shoes are roomy and relaxed, and they drain and dry quickly. Check out the soft science fin fishing shoes and boots and the fin H2O for kayaking and canoeing. They're lightweight, slip resistant, and won't mark your deck. See the new styles for men and women and get your pair on at softscience.com. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. Fish on! That's a big one. For passionate sports fishermen who value first-class fishing experiences paired with personalized service and amenities, all-inclusive Salmon Falls Fishing Resort on the Inland Passage reinvents the Ketchikan Fishing Getaway. Guests enjoy exceptional gourmet cuisine, superior fishing excursions, fully guided charter or self-guided in center console boats accommodating three anglers, updated guest rooms, and suites. On-site fishing processing to clean, freeze, and pack your catch. Rooms range from log cabin rustic to modern. Our 52 rooms offer the ultimate in comfort after a long day of sightseeing, fishing, and exploring Ketchikan. Non-anglers love Salmon Falls, too. Shopping along Creek Street, kayaking, hiking, whale watching, or gathering around our fire pits with a hot beverage. All at prices less than expected. Just pull up Salmon Falls Resort in your search engine. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and our co-host today is Jason Krupp. Um, man, I don't know, we've already introduced him, but this guy is amazing. Just, he's a, he's a guide, he's, he grows grapes, uh, and he does tours. Uh, before we get into Ketchikan again, mention a couple of your, your tours that you put together, if you don't mind, uh, Jason. Yeah, you know, I put a lot of trips uh, for my clients over to Belize, which is amazing. Um, we go down there and fish the flats for bonefish, permit, tarpon, a lot of different reef fish. Uh, and then another great trip is going down to Lake El Salto in Mexico to bass fish, which is killer. I've oh, been doing that for 20 years. Yeah, that's apparently, well, they, it's a farm for tilapia, and uh, those bass like the tilapia. So it's probably one of the <laughs> most productive bass lakes anywhere in the world, isn't it? Oh, I, I, I could give it the label as the number one bass lake in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you're interested in any of that, um, or you know, just guided locally, get in touch with uh, uh, Jason. He's a busy guy, but he'll he'll take good care of you. And that is Breakwater Tours. Is that right? Yeah, that's my website, breakwatertours.com. Okay, there you go. All right, let's go back up to Ketchikan. Um, <laughs> Jason, you haven't been there yet, and we have uh, one of the main guys. Well, I think he is the main guy. Everybody else. He, he does the work, and somebody else uh, collects the money. But uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sure you got some more questions about maybe the boats and about what you're going to be doing while you're up there. 
Yeah, I'm curious about the gear. It looks like you guys are doing mostly trolling. Uh, is this conventional reels? What pound test? Can you tell us a little bit about your gear? Sure. Um, yeah, typically you're trolling. Uh, you can, you know, mooch as well. But for the salmon rods, we're using Shimano trolling rods with uh, those pin squall reels um, and uh, running 50-pound tests on them. So in case you get a big king, of course, you can you can uh, wrestle with that on, on those. The, the fish don't tend to be too line shy, so it doesn't really make as much of a difference. You don't need to have it really, out, you know, uh, invisible, so to speak. And so that's what we're running for salmon. And then for halibut, we use the Shakespeare sturdy sticks with, uh, a, again, a squall reel. But that time it's um, loaded up with 80 pound braided specter line. So, mm. it, uh, you know, you, you can, depending on how you want to do it, you can either take a salmon rod and a halibut rod out with you to start your day, or you can, rather than clutter up the deck, you can take out what you plan to fish for first, come back in, have some lunch, grab the other gear, and then head back out with that to go, um, you know, fish for the other species. So we give you a tackle box. There's flashers and mooching rigs and uh, banana weights and, you know, all that good stuff for salmon in there. For halibut, you don't need a whole lot other than a circle hook and a weight. Mm -hmm. and then we'll give you the baits included. So for salmon, we give you a few packs of, you know, brined herring or frozen herring. And then, uh, you know, as they're cleaning these salmon all day, there's plenty of carcasses laying around. So those go out with you for halibut bait. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, there, there are a lot of different places. Uh, I don't know if I should tell the story or not. Anyway, I was with an older couple a few years ago. And we went across to uh, Camino Point. And I had to binding the water and the thing just started moving um, but I had 30 pound mono but it was kind of frayed so it was probably more like 15 anyway I, I thought it was a big thing at first and it would just wouldn't come in so I played it for gosh half hour 45 minutes and uh, brought up the surface it was like an 80 pound halibut and I go oh shit. Now what am I going to do? And we didn't have a much of a gaff on the boat, just a single like pig stick. So I brought it up, and I go, well, I know I only got one shot at this one. So I g- tried to gaff it, and of course it wiggled off and went away. And these, the couple goes, the next day they go, let's go back there and do that again. I go, you don't understand. That's like lightning, you know. <laughs> Chances of that happening again are almost zero. But they wanted to go, so we went, and we came back in with an 80-pound halibut. But... Uh, <laughs> But anyway, we're going to have to wrap it up. Uh, all I want to say is get in touch. Just make sure you join us on the trip. Michael, take good care of us. And it uh, looks like we got Jason and some of his friends going. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com and go to Real Fun Adventures on that click and learn more about the trip. It's ridiculous cheap. But we need to start getting deposits and get it locked down. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Mike. It's been a lot of fun. 